Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your Steeler Nation vidcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. We are down with the 411 today on April 11th, and I've got the info for that 411. And we've got lots of questions. Kenny Beamer's already here. I saw you waving already. Let's go, Kenny Beamer. Michael Hall, we are live. Let's go, Striker. Let's go, Michael Hall of Fame. Got the draft coming up. Lots of exciting stuff now to talk about, at least. Um, going over a couple comments here, too, on uh, Instagram before they fly through. Hey, CA Nurse, how you doing? Uh, Pickett is the future there, SHM. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm hoping so. <laughs> uh, Clutch, tell me why not Addison. Um, I don't want to use a first-round pick on any wide receiver this year. Uh, personally, I see the first round as being a non-pick for the following positions for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. We're not going to draft a quarterback. We're not going to draft a running back in the first round. Not going to draft a tight end in the first round. We already have two starters at wide receiver, which is why I say we are not drafting a wide receiver in the first round. I'm not saying we won't draft Addison. If he's there at 32, I would seriously consider Addison at 32, not at 17. So those positions right there on offense, also guard and center. Those spots, pretty much the only offensive spot I see with the possibility of even being drafted on day one on the first round, it's only tackle. Offensive tackle is the only position I see with the opportunity of getting drafted in the first round. On the defensive side, nose tackle we're not going to draft in the first round. Linebacker we're not going to draft in the first round or edge, in my opinion. Who knows? Maybe a crazy edge might happen. That's a long shot. I can see us drafting corner. I can see us drafting safety, and I can see us drafting defensive linemen. So I only have four positions currently that the Steelers will draft one of those four positions, and I'll put money on it. It's going to be an offensive tackle, a cornerback, 
or a safety. They're the big ones. Otherwise, it's going to be a defensive lineman. Might be one of those uh, three, those uh, those techs, those five techs that can move inside too and play all over the place like Cam does. Um, if we got somebody like that, that is a possibility, and that's just my reasoning. Second round, first pick, I definitely consider Addison, but not at seventeen. Shay Shay, is Najee going to have a breakout season? Definitely. If he's healthy, you saw he was doing well the second half of last season. We have better run blockers now on our team. Still might be picking up a couple more in the draft. So, yes, I say there's some good chances. Go tackle, then corner. Yeah, we're on the same page there, Fargus. Made it! Yeah, Chris! Welcome to the show, Chris. My guy, Stryker, thanks so much. James, I appreciate it, man. Here we go, Joey Porter Jr. That's another name, another name shooting up the uh, the boards there. My guy's been Branch. We you've been on my show here since February. I've been pimping Branch. Now we're starting to see mock drafts starting to come over to Striker's side. Hell, I was calling Branch because we didn't even have safeties on our roster. We picked up Neil or, or yeah, or Leal Neil. <laughs> Why am I drawing a blank on names? Layout's already on our team. Neil, we just picked up. Keanu Neal. Whoa. He's the for the one from the Matrix coming on for us. We got our own Keanu on the team. Um, and I love that because I wanted Carl Joseph, but Keanu Neal was better than Carl Joseph. And also picking up KZ, who I think is better than Edmonds. Team agreed with me. And that's Those are the guys that I wanted. But still, Branch is an option. Big option there. And of course, we got some studs at offensive tackle. And with the way other teams are going to be drafting quarterbacks, wide receivers, possibly even running backs and tight ends ahead of us, pushes down those corners down the draft board, pushes that safety down the draft board, pushes those offensive tackles down the draft board. We, we might get somebody sick. Somebody that's going to be a Steeler top 10 pick on their board is going to be available at 17. Because seven other spots that we are not going to draft are going to end up being taken up to give us one of our BPAs on the board. And I'm super excited about that. Draft bands, all Bama safeties, right? Right? And if we miss them, we might just get battle later on, right? <laughs> well, that's what's up. We have a wide receiver with no touchdowns last season. And contract ends after next season. After, I think he's still signed... He still has two years left on his contract, I believe. I will go to Deontay Johnson's contract. I believe it was a three-year extension that he signed last year. And I have the extension. I have it up on my board here. And I know he's one of the higher paid players on the board. So we have him on Spotrack or Spotrack, however they pronounce it. I have no idea. But he is signed through 2024. So we still have two, our two starting wide receivers locked for two more years. Uh, George for obviously three more years, but uh, that's the way. That's another reason why we're not taking a a wide receiver high. I'll bet it's not tackle. Who you betting? It's going to be Klutz. Um, then we might kill the last offense we built around Pouncy and DeCastro. Do we really need to draft a tackle in the first round? Well, I hear what you're saying. Hey, Ash, thank you. I appreciate it, man. I hear what you're saying, but it, it's it comes down to getting the right people at the right positions. And right now, the reason why the Steelers don't have a Hall of Fame left tackle uh, and only have, uh, it's very difficult for them for even find corners that are good nowadays is because they get taken in the top 10. Your Hall of Fame corners, Hall of Fame tackles get taken early. We don't have a chance of getting them. 
So now we got a chance of actually getting one this year. Count of the season has already started. Heck yeah. Well, for me, free agency has been nuts again this year. I did not expect this free agency to be as crazy as last year. And Javi, is a corner or a nose tackle in the first round? Nose tackle, definitely not. Uh, nose tackle, I can see being picked up in the second round with one of those two picks in the second, but definitely not in the first round. I do not see us grabbing a nose tackle in the first round, only because the nose tackle is only on the field for about 35% of the plays in our offense. So to use that kind of draft capital on a guy that's only playing a third of the game, that's why nose tackles have dropped in drafts. And getting back over here to the team play. How are we going, guys? Here we go. Here we go. Chow, chow, dad on the board. Hey, Striker, more moves in free agency. Yes. Yes, we just picked up a new free agent as well. We talked last week about a LaRaven Clark, the offensive tackle we got from Tennessee. Uh, his numbers are locked in at 1.13 mil on a one, 1.13 mil on a one-year contract. That's his cap hit. Uh, Zach is signed for a year. Zach Gentry re-signed 1.25 mil. I had him at 1.1. Not pretty close. 1.25 he ended up being. Uh, Breeden Fehoko is at 0.94 mil. So he's a little cheaper. He's a nose. Another reason why we don't really have to jump up for nose as well as we picked up a nose tackle here in free agency. Um, who's on the up, up and coming. He can compete with Adams. Uh, Keanu Neal, also his numbers came in. Two-year contract. 4.25 million, 1.54 or one and a half counting against the cap this season. So all of them very affordable contracts. And Neil's a little cheaper than Edmonds, I think, would have been over on our side. So I'm very happy with the way that worked out. And I'm happy that I know he's going to be a, more of a playmaker also than Edmonds. Michael Hall, sorry for missing this vidcast last week. I just finished it a minute ago, but I'm here now. Let's do it and do it big. There we go, Michael Hall. I heard Baltimore picked up Nelson, wide receiver. Now have fun with OBJ. Yeah, we made fun of Nelson Aguilar hardcore last show, Michael. Um, just because he's the perfect stats for a – his stats already look like he's been a, a Ravens wide receiver for eight years. <laughs> not a single season, like over six touchdowns. Not a single season over 1,000 yards receiving. He is a Ravens <laughs> wide receiver, and his numbers are only going to get worse. Um, picking up OBJ, I, I mean, I love OBJ. I, I think the talent's off the charts. Uh, we were looking to draft him the year he came out. Tomlin loved him, all the talent in the world, uh, and showed off some really big plays too uh, during his rookie season, um, but ended up going to the Ravens. But if I'm OBJ, why do you go to the Ravens? I mean, my Ravens friend's like, well, he can be a number one receiver over here. I'm like, who's throwing him the ball? You don't even have a quarterback on your roster that played last year. Huntley's not rostered yet. Lamar Jackson's not signing his tender. It's, I don't know what the hell the Ravens are trying to do. They're trying to get, please try to bring in somebody like, uh, oh gosh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> if they figure out a way to bring in Aaron Rodgers, I'd love that. I'd love them to get cap destroyed by a guy at the end of his career that's already retired. As soon as you start talking retirement, guys, you're retired. I just heard that. The what Hill, start watching Tyreek Hill's stats this season. He said he's done in two years. He's retiring, wants to do other things. He is already mentally retired. He's going to have a down year. Do not draft him for your fantasy teams. You've heard it for striker first. His head's out of the game. He's thinking about life after football. He'll play hard in a couple games, but he is no longer 
the great player that I expect Hill to be, and he has more drop, higher drop percentage than our own Deontay Johnson, which everybody likes to hate about his drop percentages. Uh, hey, Strager. Hey, Miles. How you doing? Welcome back to the show, my friend. Signs are showing. We are taking Kylie Ringo, but pick 32. 100% fine with that. I would absolutely love Ringo, the fifth Beatle, in for our for, to be our fifth cornerback <laughs> here on the team. Uh, would love that. Absolutely would love Ringo on the team. Um, if that's the way it falls, that's great. We might get somebody even better. I mean, that's like, if Gonzalez doesn't fall in our lap, there's some, some crazy draft stuff where Gonzalez may fall in our lap. Gonzalez falls in our lap, he's ours. Like, that's the only lock corner, in my opinion, that's on the board. Witherspoon's still an option. Um, Joey Porter Jr. still an option. We like Banks also here from Maryland, my, my home state. Uh, so we've got some really great, great options at corner. Um, Ringo is definitely a second round option, but we might have one of those first rounders even drop down to pick 32. Um, so it's going to be just really interesting, but definitely I think within the first two picks, Steelers are going to be taking a corner. Absolutely taking a corner. Depending on what happens if somebody grabs Branch before we draft. I love Branch. I think his diversity on defense you pair him with what we're doing with uh, with with uh, Keanu and with Fitzpatrick. Um, those guys are going to be doing some crazy stuff. Rotate him in there too with Branch. Have different safety packages. Have one of them bouncing down to inside linebacker. I mean, you can do some crazy stuff. One of them playing slot because I know Keanu actually played slot for most of the year for uh, for Dallas one of those years. So um, really interesting stuff to do. Hey, Chaudhry, how you doing? Welcome to the show. What about middle linebacker? Yes, we're we're definitely going to be taking a middle linebacker this year in the draft. I just don't see it in the first round. Not in the first round. 49ers, if you're a 49ers fan, that's fine. We love fans of all teams. We we got we're we are a football podcast. Yeah, we're rooted more for the Steelers, but Brock Purdy, man. <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant is no longer irrelevant anymore because of the 49ers. By the way, love the free agent players we signed. Me too. This is nearly as good as our free agent grabs last year. Like <laughs> Patrick Peterson, Okanjobi, KZ, uh, Sayumalo, Herbig, Holcomb, Roberts, Jones, Coots, Pierre re-signing him, LaRaven Clark, Zach Gentry getting re-signed, Fahoko, Nail. That, that's a haul. That's an absolute haul. We lost a lot of guys. Let's go over quickly at some of the guys that got that we just lost. The guys that we wanted to retain: Sutton and Spillane are gone. Bush is gone. Reed, Malik Reed, the outside linebacker with Miami. Trenton Scott with Washington. Terrell Edmonds with Philly. Steven Sims with Houston. Uh, and then we've got a whole bunch of guys that are still sitting there on the waiver wire, waiting to get signed by somebody. J.C. Hassenauer, William Jackson the third, Miles Jack, the inside linebacker, Mason Rudolph, Derek Watt, Carl Joseph. Tyson Alualu, who I think is retiring. Chris Wormley, who was injured. He won't be able to play till October uh, with his uh, surgery. Marcus Allen still out there. Miles Boykin, Benny Snell, Jesse Davis, the old guard. Carl Carlin Splatel, the old cornerback. And Jeremy McNichols, the old running back. Those are more of our practice squatters, uh, but, uh, but they were rostered for short amounts of time. But those guys are still all sitting out there. But our, our roster right now, with all the moves that we've made in free agency so far, guys, we don't have any more holes. All of our holes are pretty much gone. Um, 
Kick returner, punt returner is one hole that I see because Sims left the team. Yeah, we still have Gunner. I we we sat Gunner though last year because he wasn't doing a good job. So I'm not super high on Gunner. He can be upgraded. Um, offensive tackle for depth. I have it being a need position. Uh, safety for depth still. We, have, we still have one spot needed and inside linebacker, which we just talked about slightly a little bit earlier. We still have one slot open for that as well. Uh, defensive tackle as well for depth. Still need a third quarterback. We're going to draft a quarterback, guys, probably in the seventh. But this time they're going to stay on the roster as opposed to leaving our roster and then becoming a practice squad player over for Kansas City, winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> so Alodican, congratulations to Super Bowl winner uh, Chris Alodican, who was our seventh rounder last year that we grabbed. He and Juju picked up rings last year. And, of course, cornerback, we still have a slot in there. And center. Backup center, we got a lot of these interior offensive line guys that can play center. None of them are full-time centers. They can play it. None of them are full-time centers. Would not surprise me if we drafted a center. A little higher than we expect. Michael Hall, I believe past week, maybe two or three days, was the one-year anniversary of the passing of Dwayne Haskins. Yes. And unfortunately, like I had no idea that they were even planning that lawsuit. I just reviewed... The lawsuit on that yesterday, I believe his family is suing um, the state of Florida, the company that the guy was driving the pickup truck, his company, uh, and also uh, they believe that he was robbed because he was missing his watch and he was they think, believe it was drugged as well. So a lot of these things are coming into play for a civil suit, not a criminal suit. So that's it. Yes, just picked up Armin Watts yesterday. Yes, the nose tackle, Armin Watts as well. Didn't have him on my spreadsheet, did have him on my outline to talk about. So thank you, Michael Hall, for always knowing what I'm going to talk about, man. You're always on the A game. Uh, what do we pick up? Ringo and Amingo in the same draft. I think this will happen due to the Pickens Picket picks. <laughs> you heard it first here, folks. Bank it, Miles. Racking them up again, my friend. Mingo being a wide receiver, obviously obviously and michael hall uh it's a great great point miles love that uh michael at the start of the season we are currently looking at a pittsburgh steelers sack watch with tj watt to pass harrison tj is at 77 and a half and harrison finished his career with 80 i give him two games to break the record obviously he's going to take the record he would have broken it last year if he didn't miss half a season um but definitely going to be doing that so <laughs> gonna love that love that miles chris alodican greatest quarterback for the pittsburgh steelers what a legend <laughs> oh man I, I think you mean uh oh gosh oh who's the old hall of famer that we had that was roommates with rooney uh unitas <laughs> johnny unitas in training camp actually didn't even make it to training camp because the coach didn't want him that was back when the coach was a gm and the and he was a player and he sucked uh, Javi, 18 mil for one year. Ravens seem desperate. Yeah, they don't even have the cast space. That's a great point, Javi. Um, because they chose to sign the mercenary inside linebacker. Gosh, why is the name escaping me right now? Um, to that huge contract, making a mercenary the highest paid player on their roster. The guy they traded from the uh, the the, the Bears. Um, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on his name. Clark? Damn it. No, you guys can help me. Um, but uh, 
that and now now bringing in OBJ and not signing your own franchise quarterback, that tells the locker room, what are we doing working out here, guys? They're not paying our own anymore. They're getting rid of their first-round draft picks every year now. They don't have any first-round draft picks left that they had. Hollywood traded. Lamar, franchise, look for a trade. Like all these old guys. Geez, even Mosley, back when we drafted Shazier, they didn't give him a second contract. And he's a hell of a player. Hell of a player. Take care, Miles. I'll see you soon, my friend. As always, my friend. Um, Michael Hall, we have some Hawaiian decent players for the pick. Fehoko, I believe, Alualu, and don't remember who else. Like hard hitters, yeah. Yeah, I, I always love the Samoan born, the Hawaiians with the Samoan blood. Those guys are warriors. They are big by nature and they know how to hit hard and they do not shy to contact. So yeah, we got Seumalu was the interior offensive lineman that we also grabbed from Philly and he's got the hair. He's got the mane as well. I haven't seen uh, Fahoko's uh, mane yet, but Seumalu definitely has the mane. <laughs> Going down here through you guys as well. Then what's up? Uh, I'm a Georgia Bulldog fan. Don't want Ringo. Great game-winning interception, but not great in coverage. Well, then how do you feel about... Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Um, Branch is not on... Is he on Alabama? I thought... I can't remember if he's on Alabama or Georgia. Tell us about Branch. Either way, I know you've seen him. Branch is the guy I love. Branch of battle. They're both Alabama, aren't they? I like Branch, too, over Addison, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can definitely agree on that. Jake, 0% chance Pitt takes corner first round. That'll never happen again after Arthur Burns. But yeah, that was a bad, Burns was a bad pick. We got burned by Burns. And we got killed by, a, a, what was it, Colson? Colquitt, Colson? Guy we picked in the second round. He was actually the college teammates of Mike Hilton, who we also got as an undrafted rookie free agent when... New England first picked him up, and then they they dropped him right at the end of uh, training camp. We picked him up. He started week one as our heavy-hitting <laughs> uh, slot corner and never came off, and we should have never let him leave our team. Um, but, yeah, that's those were tough. But this year, there's a good amount of talent this year. That year, there wasn't as much good talent. We are like Eli Apple, Burns, and they're like decent guys. I mean, Burns was the worst of them all, but we ended up picking wrong, absolutely picked wrong. Steals will not draft a corner. Yeah, you said that. Got that. If Indy drafts a quarterback, let's get Malik Willis as quarterback three. I'm not, I don't hate that idea. I I, I will tell you though, I do like the idea of having the quarterbacks that fit your system so you don't have to change your system if one of your quarterbacks get injured. So if Kenny Pickett goes down, I would like somebody that's still pocket mobile they can still extend plays and make plays down the field with his legs, but I'm not looking for a mobile quarterback. I'm looking for a quarterback and still deliver the same balls that Kenny Pickett can within this offense. And Trubisky can do that. Daquan Smith. There we go. We got a Daquan Smith, Smith sighting. Roquan Smith, Roquan Smith. That's it. That's exactly it. Roquan Smith. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate that. I knew you guys would be all over it. Steeler Nation always knows it all, but yeah. Grabbing Roquan Smith, we're, we're going to give you the biggest contract ever. Um, guys, uh, you got a franchise quarterback that's looking at, ah, we'll just tag him. We'll just tag him. Exclusive? Nah. Not exclusive. Not exclusive. 
not exclusive tag. You're going to sign that one, right? You played under your fifth-year option, so you'll just sign your tag. Go do that for us, Lamar. Yeah, that stuff's crazy now. Absolutely crazy. Senquez Golston, that's the boy I was trying to say. Thank you, guys. Najee breakout year? Yes, if he is healthy and our line looks much better, Shay Shay. Definitely, I'm expecting Najee to have a good year this year. And he, he had a good one, a good half of the year, back half of the year last year, just to get to 1,000 yards because he had to play incredible in the, the back half of the season to get to chance to 1,000 yards. So, guys, like, subscribe. Obviously, we're going to have the draft show coming up soon. Obviously, during the draft, I go live on the platforms. Uh, best way to watch us, guys, even our Instagram guys, join us on during the draft. If you want to see Steeler coverage, YouTube slash Steeler Nation. We live, we are live the entire draft. I start a half an hour before. We're usually off at the end of the draft, except for Sunday where I stay on the extra hour and we introduce all of our undrafted rookie free agents on the Steeler Nation Draft Show. We're going to have uh, Trey Essex on the show. We're going to have a bunch of, of, of different uh, contributors and writers for the show as well. So super excited to have all that going on. Uh, Darus, let me tell you a crazy bet I put on the Steelers. We didn't even want Burns. We want WJ3, but Cincinnati jumped in front of us. Yes, it's exactly what happened that season. And then we we're just like, we kind of had to go, had to jump up. News, what's going on? We need to draft a franchise tackle we've needed for years. Franchise tackles are tough to find when you're drafting in the back half. Klutz, 99% unlikely, but if you could, would you trade a first from next year? to get back into the late first this year or early second next year with our roster, it would be late first next year. Anyway. Um, no. Uh, and the reason why I wouldn't this year clutch is because we already have the first pick of the second round, which technically is a first round pick. It's the 32nd pick in the draft. 32nd pick is normally a first rounder since Miami lost it. Obviously we don't, we are not able to fifth round or fifth, uh, five year option, fifth year option, our 32nd pick, which normally would get a fifth-year option chance on a four-year contract with a fifth-year option, but this one will not. It's a normal four-year because it's a second-round pick, even though it's pick 32. So I could see more movement from 32, maybe coming up a little bit, but these picks are just so good. To tell you the truth, what I expect more klutz is the Steelers to have a lot of people coming at them. On that day off in between round one and round two, with us having the first pick a day two, somebody's going to throw, might throw the kitchen sink at us. Been like, I'll give you our second. We'll give you a fifth and a sixth and maybe a first for next year. Like crazy. If somebody crazy is on the board, if it's somebody the Steelers don't want and they want that kind of draft capital, consider it. Now, I think this year and next year are the last years of the five year option players from COVID. So these are the last big drafts to have a lot of talent in them. This one is stacked. Like you really want to get a lot of players from this draft because you got five-year players in this draft as well as your th uh, third, three and four-year players. Um, so it's it, it's a thick draft and next year is going to be a thick draft too. So good to have picks for these next two drafts before it becomes back being four-year players again, that which is like fifth-year options, the only guys coming in klutz. I meant to say early second this year. Yeah, oh, you mean dropping the early second to move back into the first? Probably not. Like, And the reason why, I think the Steelers are just positioned really well with four picks in the top 80 
just to be able to pick up a lot of great talent, no matter who it is, what position it is, they're going to stock the cupboards with those four picks. Um, because yeah, first two days we're going to have four four great picks, and four picks that are going to be probably all be starter capable players. I don't know if it's necessarily out of the box, but all those guys are going to probably be starters for us, barring a bad injury or you know something else. Uh, Ravens, please sign Lamar. Blow your cap. He beats everyone but us, and he'll never finish another season. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> I like that. Tried to delete. Oh, it's okay, Klutz. We'll just keep going through, man. It's it's fine. I do not mind. It's always good. Michael Hall, could we see them do the Haka? Not sure if I'm pronouncing it right for every game to fire the team up. Not sure if that's something cool to watch. Yeah, it's very cool when you see the uh, New Zealand rugby team, the All Blacks and all the Samoan players doing the Haka over there. It's amazing. That pumps everyone up. Uh, but yeah, we have to see if they start doing something like that. That would be pretty cool. Um, by the way, I heard last vidcast, we drink if we trade up or down, and I'm down. You are right. We drink. You guys obviously know on the draft show, we drink for every new player that we have. We crack a beer to them or crack whatever beverage of choice you have, sip a whiskey, whatever. Cheers to our new player. But now if we're going to trade up or trade down, we will also crack a beer, have a drink, and enjoy. It gives us something else to do during the draft. Gives us all something to get excited about. Because you can't enjoy a draft without a hearty draft beer. Cheers, Steeler Nation, to all you guys. Mr. Rob Lato, I, I, I read that really quickly, and I thought I said Mr. Roboto there for a second, which would have been an awesome uh, hang, handle as well. But uh, with Devin White asking for a trade, any realistic chance he lands on Pittsburgh? Um, we were talking about, the writers were talking about this a lot today on the internal thread for Steeler Nation. And we kind of came to the consensus for the argument that it was like, White isn't much different than Bush, albeit a better player, uh, than, than Bush. Well, Bush out of the box was definitely the best player, most athletic player. He got hurt. He was never the same again. White, I think he's going to be too expensive for what he thinks his worth is. And I don't really see him being that much more of an upgrade. I mean, he'd be, I think he'd probably be better than everybody we have on the roster right now for inside linebacker. Um, yeah, because we, we've got, geez, who's, who's even returning for us this year? Cause we got rid of Jack. We got rid of Spillane, got rid of Bush, got rid of Allen, got Robinson. Robinson's our only inside linebacker returning from the roster last year. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. So yeah, I wouldn't say it's impossible. I just don't see us giving up draft capital for it. That, that's the thing with the Steelers. Steelers aren't a team that's going to give up high draft capital for good players, unless it's a crazy draft like that, that Fitzpatrick draft guys. You got to realize we picked up a player on his rookie contract, a first rounder on his rookie contract, just a few games into his second season. That's worth a first, especially when he's already a Pro Bowl caliber player. We made him an all pro. <clears throat> no brainer, because we also get that fifth out year option, which we used to be able to sign him to a long-term contract. That was a perfect utilization of giving up 
a first round draft pick to get an all pro done. And I'd make that 10 out of 10 times, but, but that's why we have to be smart. We're not going to give up a second rounder for a wide receiver. Like the bears did. Um, it's got to make the right sense. They've got to have the right contract. And essentially we picked up a first round draft pick with three more years left on his rookie contract. Didn't have to pay his prorated portion for a signing bonus that the Miami paid. So it was even cheaper. And then plus we got the fifth year option on him, which we just used as a leverage tool. He never played under the fifth year option. He had ended up having a new contract. It's what we did with Watt. Watt never played under his fifth year option. He had a hold in during training camp where he wasn't practicing. He was at every practice. He was kind of working out on the sidelines, doing the calisthenics, hitting some sleds, but did not practice in the drills until he got his contract. That's what Lamar Jackson should have done last year. That was one of my big podcasts last year that we talked about. That was your only leverage, Lamar Jackson, with the Baltimore Ravens, was to push that for that fifth-year option at that time to make sure that you were all set. All set to go. That's not the right time, is it? Can't be. Oh, 7.30. Good, good. Okay, yes. It's only 7.30. I'm moving stuff around. <laughs> but instead, he played under that fifth-year option, lost his leverage, and now he's under a tag. And under the tag, you don't have, have as much leverage as you do under your fifth-year option. Heck, even uh, Baker Mayfield was able to get traded out of his fifth-year option because he didn't want to stay and back up Deshaun Watson, who wasn't even playing because he was suspended for half the season. <laughs> but he used that leverage to be able to move because you have leverage with your fifth-year option as a first-rounder and as a good first-rounder. As a guy that's a former league MVP, this, this is crazy. The, 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 the biggest position of need in the league, the franchise position, the quarterback position, he's an MVP. Now you're like, ah, we don't think so much of him. He has all of your wins but eight in the last four seasons. All of them but eight. Guy knows how to win. I know playoffs are crazy. If you want to point your finger at him and wag your finger, that guy can't win in the playoffs. How many times did I hear that about Andy frickin' Reid? I lived in Philly for 13 years. And he can't win in the playoffs. Steeler fans, mid-90s. Cow, can't win in the playoffs. How many times you got to hear it before it's not true? Playoff stats, you only have one winner in the playoffs. 14 teams, one team wins. That's the way playoffs work. Sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you hit lightning in a bottle with a certain team. But it's very difficult to win in the playoffs make the full run, and get a Super Bowl. And that was it. Yep, that was a great question on the Devin White. I always get on tangents too. Mr. Roberto, so we're taking a linebacker with 32. Got it. <laughs> there's a chance. There's, there's a chance. It might be BPA at that point. Um, I, I, I definitely think if we're not taking secondary, in the first round, that first pick of the second round is probably going to be corner because just that's just where a lot of great corners are going to be. And if we're in a spot where we can trade back and still get a great corner and get some draft capital, we do it. Klutz, if 18 or 14 get hurt next season, who is playing outside wide receiver? That's a good point. We still have not picked up another wide receiver in free agency yet. Um, and I 
I there, there's a couple reasons why here two cuts. Um, one of them is because we retained Anthony Miller, who was injured for last season on IR. Um, but he's back. We still have Cody White also and Des Fitzpatrick, Dan uh, Chesena as well. These guys have some, um, you know, like some obvious uh, wide receiver stats and have played in the league for a bit. Obviously, you know, Chesena is more of a special teams guy uh, with Minnesota. But, um, yeah, we have Jamarcus Bradley as well, but he doesn't have any stats in the league yet. But we know Cody White can play. He's been rostered on teams before. Anthony Miller as well. They're they're capable players. Anthony Miller can play any any position. He can play the Z. He can play the X, and he can play the the, the slot or the Y. So that's a good piece to have if he is healthy. But we're also in a wait and a see moment because I do believe we are going to draft a wide receiver, just not in the first round. I do think we're going to take a slot capable wide receiver that can also kick and punt return. That is definitely a target this year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is something you can, we can find in the fourth round, in the third round. We'll have to see. I, I don't know if we're, uh, depending on how we trade back and do things to maybe try to pick up some picks here for the fifth and sixth rounds, which we don't have any picks. Possibly. Possibly try to find somebody around there that could do that. But that's a good point. I like that point. Coming back to the big board. Michael Hall! I like the nickname y'all come up with for the Harbaugh, calling him Harbage. <laughs> but I love Count Dracula and Charlie Sheen for Kuiper. Never gets old. Never not funny. Exactly. Exa- exactly. Like that, that never, never gets old. <laughs> I cannot wait to talk about that on draft day. And I cannot wait for Steeler Nation to not have to look at Count Chocula's face. With that sheen quaff. <laughs> Instead, you get my ugly mug. <laughs> Who knows? What do I look like? I don't know. I look like, uh, oh gosh, what people uh, say stuff like, um, I used to get Ben Stiller a lot when I was younger. Uh, so people would call me Falker. The guy, the Ant-Man too. I forget the name of that guy. I get him every once in a while. I'm like an older, beardier Ant-Man. I'm the one that ages. He doesn't. <laughs> I don't know why I forget his name. Come on, uh, Instagram. Help me out. Who's the actor in Ant-Man? Calvin and Austin is going to be so damn good, super fast, quick off the line. That is a great point, too, and that is somebody that I also did not talk about yet, uh, Rob. I've got a blind spot. Not going to lie. I've got an absolute blind spot now for Calvin Austin, the third because I don't know if he's ever going to play in the league. He was on IR twice last season for two different injuries. Never played it down for us. Paul Rudd. Thank you, Mikey. Mikey wins the internet tonight. I I, I just, my brain is not on Marvel right now. So thank you so much for the Paul Rudd reference. I get Paul Rudd every once in a while. Um, and I, and I take that as a compliment. I didn't take the uh, Ben Stiller as a compliment as much, but I will gladly take Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul Rudd and uh, George Clooney, if they had a kid. Is, is that possible with technology nowadays? Who knows? But yes, Calvin Austin III, back off of my tangent. Um, I believe he has the potential to be awesome, but this is like another lineup for me. This feels like Dre Archer. Is he ever going to be big big enough or be able to take hits in this league? 
I don't know because he didn't even play a down last year. He essentially redshirted. I want to see him out there on the field. I, I've seen his college film. His college film is incredible. He looked tougher in college, but then again, players are bigger and faster in the pros. I don't know. I don't know what Calvin Austin is yet. Is he Senquest Golden the second? Is he, um, oh gosh, Reed, that guy that we took in the third round. That one draft that ended up not doing much for us either. Is he Chris Rainey with his size? Not doing much for us, always injured, smaller guys. That's what I worry about. I worry about those smaller size guys being able to come out and essentially be anything at that size, being able to stay healthy and compete. I want him to. I want to have that extra piece because if he's our starting slot, we are golden. Absolutely golden. I'm like going four across the board and even bringing uh, Anthony Miller on the field then too because Anthony Miller played some big slot in college as well. Blew the top off the field too, running nine patterns or fly patterns out of the slot and it's off of some of his touchdowns in his film. You go back and see some of his film. I did a big breakdown on him uh, a couple years back, uh, but loved it. Absolutely loved his film. Um, and think he can play, absolutely play and do well for us. And he's also a kick and punt returner too. So the more guys we can have there, the better. Robledo, I've been high on him all last season, last year and this off season. If he can play, he's going to be deadly. Absolutely. Uh, he's got all the metrics, like as far as for his change of direction, great hands, great um, uh, acceleration and burst, like burst like you don't normally see. I hope he hasn't lost that burst with some of these injuries. Um, but absolutely, you're absolutely right. Those aspects I would love to see on the field. They'd be electrifying. Like our last great tiny receiver was like Antoine Randall L. He's like 5'10". It's much taller than Austin. Austin's what, 5'7", 5'8", somewhere around there. 150 pounds soaking wet with a pocket full of nickels. <laughs> He's got to take the helmet on the, uh, the the scale with him so it can register a weight. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping, though, Robledo. Really, I'm hoping. Mikey, Steelers probably snag a wide receiver in the late rounds. Well, our only late rounds are, are fourth and seventh. <laughs> so... It's a lot of drinking on the show on, on Sunday, when it, or Saturday, sorry, uh, when we're going to be hanging out on Saturday all day in between round four and round seven. Unless we do some crazy stuff early on, trade back, bank some picks. You never know what draft day. And that's something I think the con is thinking about because there's great players all over the draft. Why not throw in a fifth round pick? Why not throw in a sixth round pick uh, to try to get some of those positions that might not have gotten hit as hard and it give you a chance to get a guy that you want still late. Obviously, wide receiver being a great spot to pick up in five or six if we had a draft pick for them. Seventh round, most of them are going to be picked clean. Absolutely, most of them are going to be picked clean. And Mr. Robledo, all we do is draft good receivers in the mid-rounds. They either become incredible or absolutely nothing. No in between. Um, they at least match up. They, they're something like... Usually they either have a good season or not. Like I think the only like mid-rounders that didn't work out might be like Limus Swede. Didn't work out. I know Reed that I talked about, he was earlier. He was around when we were when we had Antoine Randall L on the team. Um Wheaton was okay. He put up some decent stats when he was playing with um with Brown and then ended up going over and playing Chicago for a little bit. Wallace was great with us. 
fantastic with us, put up decent stats when he left. Sanders was incredible both with us and without us. Um, yeah, it's it, it's 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 a it's incredible on how many good receivers we got. And the the other one who I thought was a bust and did not like his film, and I called him a boomer bust guy when we grabbed him was Washington, James Washington. I bless his heart. He's a hardworking guy, big guy. It's like a linebacker playing wide receiver, but he did not work out, and he's not going to work out anywhere in this league anymore. I think he's lost his last chance. Uh, since Dallas dropped him twice last season. <clears throat> so I think that's the last big loss we've ever had. And we don't give him that hard of a time. I mean, it was a second round pick. We should. I gave him a hard time when he was a Steeler being a second round pick. When like we bring in Chase Claypool, who's a second rounder. And then what does he do going and starts taking all his snaps as a rookie that season and played way better than them. That had a great year that year. Um, At least we got some draft capital out of, we got better. We got a better draft pick out of Claypool than we got when we that we took to get him. We were mid-second round that we used for him. First pick in the second round, actually pick number 32 that we got for him. So that is a win-win. We got a win-win out of that trade. And uh, so that's one. That, and he's a guy I, I will never have. I want him to do, like, didn't want him to, I wanted him to do well last year, but not win, which is exactly what happens. Claypool is the only player last year that only had one win that played in 17 games. Only one win. And it was with us because we had one win <laughs> when we was traded. And I think at the time, um, Chicago had two wins and then they didn't win the rest of the season. And then we started winning. <laughs> so he had the least, I think maybe he had two wins. Maybe he had the two with us. I'm sorry, before he got traded. So he had two and he had a, a worse record than everybody else. Checking out the next question here. What you got? Mr. Robledo, also, it's wild how amazing Pittsburgh is when it comes to trades. When's the last time we lost a trade? Well, we had some smaller trades that didn't really work out, like grabbing um, Reed last season, the, the outside linebacker. We I think we gave up our fifth rounder for him, um, and he didn't. He ended up being nothing for us. We, 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 got, we got no... No value from him. I know we gave up like a, a fourth, I think, too, when we brought in, um, oh, the old tight end from um, from San Francisco. Mick. Gosh, the guy that face planted everybody. You guys know his name. But uh, he, he was actually worth it. We tried getting another tight end after that. Didn't work. I know the, the, uh, that one tight end that we tried to bring in that never played for us didn't work out. So, I mean, there's hits or misses, but usually like these guys, lower draft picks, it's usually not as big of a deal because you're kind of taking a flyer on a guy. You're kind of hoping that they work out. So as long as if they work out, Hey, that's the best McDonald. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. McNulty. Yeah. Not Norm McDonald. My Vance, Vince McDonald. <laughs> the V or Vance McDonald. Cause we had Vince uh, Williams and Vance McDonald. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Coming through in the clutch. Love it. Absolutely love it. Wow, other platforms are going quiet. All right. Um, And I'll go to what I had at least here that I wanted to talk about quick. Did I put it on my – yeah, I think it's up on my phone. Oh, it's the – um, talking about Cleveland, guys, and nobody wants to play in Cleveland. Why? Because it just let slip that uh, – 
Greg Nelson popped out, or Greg Newsom, sorry, said that he no longer wants to play in Cleveland and he wants to be traded. Now, his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, oh, damage control. Well, he loves Cleveland. He died. Yeah, that's not what he meant. No, okay, no, he wants to stay in Cleveland. Bull poop. Yeah, I, I'm not seeing that. A lot of people went out of Cleveland. A lot of people went out of Cleveland. Now, now that you're tied to the the no means no quarterback, who's no means not going to do much next year with his team, because <laughs> half of the locker room doesn't want to play. Half the locker room's trying not to get hurt. Half of the locker room is just like, what are we doing here? We're in, it's like, Cleveland is limbo. It's not heaven, it's not hell. You're somewhere in between. But at least in the extremes, you know where you are. <laughs> maybe it is hell. <laughs> Actually, maybe it is hell. Mikey, do you think it's worth it for the Steelers to move up to grab a tackle? That's... It, you, you got to think about it. But the problem is the Steelers don't have the draft capital to move up. Not having that fifth and sixth rounder, what are we going to do? Give up a, a third or a fourth to move up? With as thick as this draft, I would rather have all of those picks through the first four rounds than to give up somebody on a tackle. That's tough. I mean, if it's the right guy and if, it, and if it's a, a lockdown left tackle that's only a left tackle that's going to be in the left tackle in the league, can't miss prospect, we're talking about Jones, got to consider it. I mean, I'm with you. You got to consider it. I just don't like the idea of giving up draft capital in this draft when we're trying to bank on this or build the offense up a little bit more, trying to build the offensive line a bit more. Maybe the corners actually finding a corner that can actually work for us now. This is the draft to do it. This is the most excited I've been about corners in this draft, other than William Jackson III, that a lot of Steeler Nation was very excited about when he was up. And a lot of Steeler Nation would be over on the football forum over there. Um, we had a Houston guy over there that loved William Jackson III, wanted him in the first round, and then Cincinnati vault jumps over us to grab him. And it killed us. And that's we got killed twice on good cornerbacks. First time was Tomlin's first draft. Jets jump ahead of us and draft Daryl Revis. I fully believe the Steelers were taking Daryl Revis if he was there. They were not going to take Timmons, though they liked Timmons. They had him linked to Timmons in the draft, uh, going to it for, for the, all the all the meetings and everything. But Daryl Revis was going to be a Steeler. And that would have been a Hall of Fame pick if we had him. But they made their play and they jumped up. So in that idea, Mikey, if you think that guy's going to be a Hall of Famer, you jump up. And it doesn't matter what the draft capital is. It really it just comes to your metrics. Is this guy a Hall of Famer? Do we think this guy can be a Hall of Fame left tackle for us? Steelers don't have a Hall of Fame left tackle. Why? Because we're drafted too late to find him. <laughs> we got Hall of Fame centers. Up the butt. Oh, tons of them. <laughs> tons of Hall of Fame centers. You can't throw a stone in the Hall of, in the Hall of Fame without hitting a, 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 a Steeler center's bust. <laughs> And still Mayfield should still be on Ray, Ray Mansfield should still be in the Hall of Fame, who was on the first one, the first two Super Bowls before Webster became a starter and was a great player for those crappy teams in the 60s. Absolute monster at center as well. Mansfield does not get the, the respect he deserves for being a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Webster, of course, no brainer. Dirt Dawson, of course. Pouncey, probably. Probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Now we're still looking. This is the longest stretch we've had 
I mean, we, we had a couple I mean, grabbing um, Hardings worked out pretty good when we moved Jess Hardings from being a center into a, into a, or from a guard to a center worked out. Awesome. Sean Mayhan, worst move the Steelers ever made. Trying to move him from guard to center. Mayhan was the worst center I ever saw as a Pittsburgh Steeler ever, ever. Absolute turnstile. Couldn't push anybody. Couldn't stand watching Sean Mahan on the field. And uh, I hate speaking ill of Steeler players, but Sean Sean Mahan is one of those players that will never leave my mind for just being as frustrating as it was to watch him play football. Not having any time, not being able to get any push up the center. Rush is always coming up the middle, hitting our quarterbacks. He was a bad, bad choice. Gooch! Number 17, Paris Johnson. Number 32, Zay Flowers. Number 42, Julius Brent. Number 80, Trent Simpson. I could definitely get behind that draft. I could definitely get behind that draft. Paris, is he going to end up playing left? I know there's some saying that he might move to right. I'd, I'd prefer to have a left tackle, left tackle at 17, but Paris, is a, a he's going to be a body mover no matter where he plays. And it's still, I think it's Chuke's last season anyway. Let me check to see if this is Chuke's last season. Because I've got this tab up as well, so I can pop in through here quick. Uh, no, he's signed through 2024 as well. So he's got two more seasons, 23 and 24. So maybe we don't have to worry about it. Right tackle yet, but following year, definitely. Definitely following year. There we go, travel buddy. Guten Abend, striker and chat. How are you doing this lovely Thursday, Tuesday or Wednesday for me, right? <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back, travel buddy, our favorite friend from Deutschland. Um, doing great. Doing great. Right now it's about, you know, 750 uh, on a Tuesday for us, so probably Wednesday, early, early Wednesday for you. So we appreciate you being up late and joining us on the show. Any question you have, we're happy to try to answer. George Hoover, welcome to the show. I'm sorry we don't draft first-round quarterbacks very well. We should stay away. Normally, I'd agree with you, George. Absolutely would agree with you, except for this year. I think the talent is so good this year, especially having five-year players uh, with COVID. It's a bigger draft. I think this is a good year for first round corners and high end one, like Witherspoon banks. Um, I know some people don't like Ringo. I don't mind him in the second Joey Porter love Gonzalez. Gonzalez to me is the best. He's a blue chipper, which I don't expect him to drop though. Some, some picks have him dropping to us. Some mock drafts. I don't know who's doing them. <laughs> some blindfolded ch count chocolate throwing darts at a board. I think that's about it, <laughs> but I hope it works out that way. Because he's a, no way would I, I let Gonzalez pass us. He is easily my Trump pick. If he's on the board, he's a stealer. Uh, travel buddy, and by the way, did you had a great laugh like me after we already had a blast with the Ravens did. Now it's like even worse with Beck. I know, right? Right? They got Beckham and freaking um, Aguilar. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy, travel buddy. And I don't know how Beckham thinks he's going to have any stats there. He's not. Heck, he didn't have stats in in Cleveland. So maybe go to a team that has a quarterback. Any quarterback. Ravens don't even have one rostered. Theirs isn't even signing their tag and probably won't. He will lay on Bell this season and scuttle that team before he plays under market value for another year. Absolutely dumb. It, this is a game of, 
of Raven Chicken right now that we're watching in Baltimore. And I'm loving every second of it. And it might cost Harbage his job. I put it up there. I'd say Harbage has two more years in this league because he's going to lose his locker room because he's already stocking it with mercenaries. OBJ, Roquan Smith, mercenaries, not drafted players, built in the system, ground up, know the Ravens way like the Steelers do, knowing the Steelers way, drafted, ground up. You got your veterans that show you how it's done, keep you in line. When you have, start bringing in these big free agents, ah, oh, no, you don't have to do that, man. We don't do that on the other teams. That's not, that's stupid. I'm not doing that. That's what you start getting in locker rooms. It's going to splinter that locker room, and it's going to be the only time Harbage can't fire an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator to save his job if he loses the locker room. It's going to be fun to watch, guys, and it's going to happen because they're going to lose a ton of games. If they don't have a quarterback, they're going to lose a butt ton of games. So you're going to start seeing Harbage sweating. Can't blame the refs, Harbage. Refs aren't sitting in your locker room sowing seeds of dissent because you chose to go the way of the mercenary. George Hoover. I think you take the best player available in the first round. It never fails. You don't go position unless it's a quarterback and we don't need a first round quarterback. Yeah. George already went over, like, we don't need a first-round running back, first-round quarterback, first-round wide receiver, probably not taking. Got a chance, probably not taking. Tight end, probably not taking. Centering, there isn't a center that's really available to be a first-rounder this year. High second, maybe. Guard at 17, no. You don't take guards at 17. Take tackles at 17, in my opinion. But that's, that's the way it looks to me. Defensive line, I can see us drafting. Outside shot, inside linebacker or edge. That's a real outside shot at those positions. But I really think it's either going to be a corner, it's going to be a safety if branches on the board, or it's going to be an offensive tackle. I think those are the four positions that are on the board for the Steelers, for BPA. And there's going to be BPAs at those positions. George Hoover, they're taking Jonathan Mingo in third round. Wide receiver, Ole Miss. He's a no-brainer. I'd, I'd love to have Mingo. We were talking earlier in the show, we'd like to have Ringo and Mingo. <laughs> maybe the, the Ringo Amingo crew. Mr. Robledo, Cleveland would never give us Greg, but I'd give them my car. For, I'd give them my car for him. Yeah, yeah, Greg Newsom's a good player, but we're not going to trade. We're not going to give him draft capital for him. No way. Like We had to wait for them to drop Hayden for us to get Hayden. We weren't giving him draft capital for that, but as soon as they drop... Soon as they dropped him, he just drove two hours to Pittsburgh. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? Hey, come, hey, guy, Joe, we heard you got. Come on over to Pittsburgh. We're going to take you out tonight, and we'll you know, we'll sign the contract tomorrow. That's exactly what happened. That is exactly what happened verbatim. The second he got dropped, all the Steelers blew him up. He drove to Pittsburgh, hung out at night all night, talked with the team, signed the contract the next day. That was Moneyball. I would love to see Greg Newsom get to that point where he's like, let me go. I'm not playing for you. And then we pick up Greg Newsom the exact same way. Would love that. Absolutely would love that. George. Remember, folks, we have two first round picks this year, even though our second round pick is technically a second round. It's really a first round pick. Yep. We called that earlier on the show. It's number 32, which normally is a first round pick. Michael Hall. Have we hosted an NFL draft in Pittsburgh yet? If not, they could next year, hopefully. Not yet. I mean, the the 
option of other teams hosting, I think it's only gone on for two years now. And it started because of COVID. When we got the best draft ever with a drugged out drunk um, Goodell uh, sitting in his chair in the basement, just ripped off his butt. (laughs) That was classic television. That was beautiful. We're all sitting at home on COVID. He is wrecked in his chair, in his armchair. And I'm doing the show. And we're all talking about how wrecked he is. I was kind of wrecked by then too, probably. But I'm allowed to be. I'm not the commissioner of the damn league. (laughs) Do we trade 17th and 32nd for a top 10 pick? (laughs) Who would be worth it, in your opinion, George? Like, I could see doing that maybe for the best tackle in the draft. Maybe for Gonzalez. Those would be two options I would consider doing it for. Outside of those two players, probably nobody. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Top ta- top left tackle in the draft, it's going to be a left tackle in the league, or Gonzalez. That I would seriously consider doing. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel too badly about it. I think Gonzalez's tape speaks for itself. He's a hell of a player. And he can make plays, <laughs> if he's Rod Woodson-esque, I want that guy on my team. Absolutely will have that guy on my team. Roberto, or Robledo, sorry. Um, get Mason Rudolph the hell out of town and grab a third or fourth to groom on the O-line. Yeah, um, he's a free agent. We have not asked him back to town yet. I'm surprised he's actually not on the team yet. But I expect Rudolph to full, fully to get picked up after the draft. Not by us, but another team will need a fourth quarterback or a third quarterback, depending on how they fill their rosters. Some teams only keep two on the roster. We usually keep three. Um, but now we, we keep two on the roster and one on the practice squad, the extended practice squad. Um, pardon me. But that might be the option for these guys. Oh, no, that's, no, we had three rostered. Sorry, because one's a game day inactive. I apologize. Travel buddy. Yep. I was laughing so hard when I saw it. A friend of mine is a Ravens fan. And he is already crying. <laughs> Can happen to a better team. Michael, Hall, I just like the Browns. We are seeing the downfall of the Ravens now. AFC North is ran by Cincy and Pittsburgh. And Cincy lost their center, their, their safeties, man. They are hoping Branch falls to them. That's why that's another reason why I want to take Branch. So Cincy can't. <laughs> I would love that. Hunch, how you doing, man? I hope, I honestly hope we draft Joey Porter Jr. Awesome. Yeah, great to have a Steeler legacy in the house. Joey Porter Jr. will be a Pittsburgh Steeler. If not, I'll just complain while sipping icy light. I see what you did there. (laughs) Now McNulty, like the safety from Alabama branch. Yes. Yeah, branch and battle. Two good safeties there. Battle's probably going to go in like the third or fourth. Branch is definitely going in the first. He is not leaving the first round. If he doesn't go to us, he's going to since he's taken him. Since he will happily take branch and lap all the way to the bank. Absolutely. Travel buddy. Show, show. There it is. Up, oh, there it is. Up, oh, up. Oh. TBH, I can see if there is a defensive end available that we can pick the best available since it could be the last season for Cameron and would be great to give the rookie one year behind him. That's true. Though I think Cam is signed for two more years. Time to look at Cam's contract, guys. 
This is so we know how everybody signed. I think he has two more on his contract. Yep. Oh, th- 23 and 24. Two more years on the contract. 15 mil against the cap this year, 16 mil next year. Well, 15.8. So nearly 16 both years. Definitely expect him to be on this team for both of those years. If he can still play, because he's still playing at a high level. George Hoover, I like Anton Harrison, offensive tackle from Oklahoma. Sooner linemen have been stellar. Orlando Brown Jr., Creed Humphrey, Trent Williams. Yeah, Creed Humphrey, great too. Yeah, that was one of the centers that I definitely wanted. Uh, I think this guy can be found in the second round. That would be great. That would be absolutely great. I would I would be happy about that. I really would. Great call, George. Thank you for bringing us this, that sooner knowledge. Sooner than later. Best cornerback in the draft for both first-round picks or best pass rusher, Will Anderson Jr. I would take Anderson Jr. in a heartbeat. Alabama edge rusher. He is drawing comparisons to Von Miller. You can never have too many great edge rushers. Um, it comes down to whether or not we're going to give that a second contract or another big contract here to Highsmith uh, or whether we're going to try to tag him or do something like that. That'll be interesting. And Kylie Ringo visited here. It's cornerback out of Maryland. Banks did as well. Yep. Expect to see one of them in black and gold. Also visited. Um, Joey Porter Jr. visited. I don't know if Witherspoon visited. Gonzalez, they definitely talked to. Um, so they, they've got some, they're, they're doing their due diligence at corner. You know, they're taking a corner this draft. Getting the hundred. Thanks guys. I'm, they know we we know they're taking a hundred. They're, they're, they're taking a hundred. They're taking a corner of this draft. <laughs> uh, travel buddy, that'd be a great second pick to get a good one and give him two years to grow behind camp. True, I, I do like it when they have a couple years to grow behind somebody. Absolutely, and the problem becomes when you let somebody hang on too far, and that's why, like when we wanted to get guy like like Humphreys that we just discussed when we still had Pouncey on our roster. It's like grab him, find learn under him for a year, and then you're the starter. You don't have to start right out of the box like we did with Green, who did start out of the box. And then what happened to Green? He ended up not even not even being active on game day, year two. Not even active. Oh, you're, you're starting center. Oh, we'll just move you to guard. You can you can compete at guard. No, Dotson beat you out. Okay, well, then we'll keep you on interior offensive line, maybe a backup. No, you got beat out there, too. You're going to be inactive every day. How about be backup center? No, we have we, we have Hassanar. You don't worry about center anymore. That's the weirdest. The treatment of, of Green right now is just like, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen for the Steelers. Super athletic guy, molding them to be the center, and then they completely gave up on him. I, I don't get it. It was bad draft evaluation. Didn't work. Kind of makes me a little upset because I love center so much. Hunch, everything for the Steelers, I feel like everything is kind of falling perfectly so far. So far. Guys, we cheer every time a wide receiver gets drafted. Guys, we cheer every time a quarterback gets drafted. Guys, we cheer every time a tight end gets drafted and a running back ahead of us. Because that drops the tackles, that drops the corners. Right into our laps. We're going to get a good player, guys. Mike. Had Ray Mansfield as a substitute teacher one day. Wow. The pay scale has changed a lot. Definitely has. Yeah, you couldn't quit your day job back then. And even in the offseason, as opposed to training, they worked. You're exactly right. So was he? Was that during one of his seasons in the offseason when he was your substitute teacher? I find that to be a, a fascinating story there, Mike. Love that. Hunch. 
Just need to get Bud, maybe Joey Porter, maybe some other players, possibly from free agency. Uh, well, Joey Porter retired a while ago. <laughs> I don't know if we're talking about the same guy. Uh, we also had a question over here, too. Well, Kenny Beamer, any news on Bud? And that's what I wanted to get to the Bud question here, too. Um, yeah, um, Bud came in. He visited. He left without a contract. Means one of two things. I discussed it on last week's show. It either means he didn't clear his physical yet or they're not on the same page financially. So if they're not on the same page financially, it's fine. What, what ha- What's going to happen right now, guys, it's going to be like, okay, we're going to go through the draft first. And then after the draft, we can pick up conversations again. If you're, if other people aren't reaching out to you, because it's much tougher to get picked up as a free agent after the draft, though there is a little, there's, there is a little rush of free agency signings after the draft where you don't fill your holes with the draft. You have to do it in free agency. Bud is one of those players that could fill a hole. He could definitely fill a hole and should be on a roster. Starter capable edge rusher should be on a roster. And I would love to have him back on the team as, as a third guy. Absolutely would love it. If we don't pick one up, we pick up a good one on the third or fourth round. We might be thinking, yeah, we might not be bringing you back. <laughs> So we'd have to think about it. Absolutely would have to think about it. Uh, Michael, thanks for the great show as always. I shall see you next week. Enjoy the rest of the week. Stay safe. Take care. Salute, Captain. Go Steelers. Always, Michael Hall. Thank you, man. Always. Problem is this year is almost unpredictable. Omar did things no one expected, and I'm pretty sure he will continue to draft. Yeah, I, I did not expect free agency to be as busy this year with less cap room than it was last year with much more cap room. He did a ton this year with the cap room. Absolutely. See you, my travel buddy. <laughs> George Hoover, what's our opinion on wideouts in this year's draft? I like some guys that aren't first-round picks. Jaden Reed, Jonathan Mingo, I know we've talked about on the show. Tyler Scott are names I like for the position. For me, I'm strictly looking for slot receivers, whether they're big slots or shifty, smaller, shiftier slots. I want them to be kick and punt return capable. Special teams capable. Those are the guys I want on the team because they got to compete against Calvin Austin the third. Got to compete against Anthony Miller. So, yeah, they got some options there. All right, guys, we're getting down to the end. I'll take the last questions here before jumping off. There it is. Joey Porter Jr., not his dad. Yeah, right, right. Do you think we mean we draft Addison 17? Not at 17. At 32, yes. I don't think he's a 17 guy. Personally, in my opinion, Knowing wide receivers and wide receiver is the only position that I feel very confident in breaking down since that's what I played in high school. Um, had a great wide receiver coach broke down. I can break down technique, just all the highlight film. And I will do that for every Steeler player coming up over at our YouTube site, YouTube slash Steeler nation. I will break down all of our receivers this year. Uh, so you guys can see what I see. The one and only since you a Steelers fan, you two think we're going to do with Deontay Johnson. He's going to stay. He's going to be the team. He's going to be our number one. He's, he's our number one receiver. Number one target guy. Mike, can't remember if Mansfield was subbing during the season, but remember that his wrist was wrapped. Wow. Yeah. It probably was during season then, too. Hunch. Think we keep it until he get the money hungry or it doesn't contribute anything, then he'll be traded away. Obviously, guys, and Steeler Nation, I pointed this out on my cast back when he re-signed. The one thing that Deontay Johnson is not is money hungry. All the quarter, all the wide receivers last year 
starting to go for 18 million a year, starting to go for 20 million a year, starting to go for 22 million a year, starting to go for 24 million a year. And we're talking about wide receivers that haven't even been pro bowlers yet. Our guy has been. He took 13 million a year. Three years, 13 million a year. That is dirt cheap for a pro bowl caliber wide receiver who off the PFF metric is the best receiver in the league at getting open off his breaks. He's very undervalued in Steeler Nation. He is not undervalued in the striker household. <laughs> now I'll be taking, we're going to go either cornerback or offensive line. That's I, I definitely think that's probably where we're going to go. Outliers, with oh, branches on the board, he's a possibility. Outlier being also defensive line, maybe an edge. If somebody there is high enough for the Steelers to take. Watch him pull an Antonio Brown. He's not a, he's not a nuthead. He's actually a, a team player. Took a big pay cut to stay with the Steelers. Him and only GP is a good duo. And we still haven't seen Austin fully yet. Yeah, I can't wait to see all three of them together. I would love to see that. Even in preseason. Got to put up the AB stats first. That is true. He actually had better stats than AB for his first three years. Now AB's got the better stats. <laughs> He's got to catch back up. Good conversation, guys. Keep hearing Addison dropping down because of other wideouts above him. Might slip. Yes, he might slip to 32. That's, that's what I've been talking about too, Hunch. I would definitely consider Addison... Hard at 32. With the dropsies. Yep, even with the drops. He, DJ still drops less balls than Tyreek Hill, who everybody loves. Drops less than the, uh, oh gosh, the white receiver out of out of um, the Rams that's what best receivers in the league. He drops more passes than Deontay Johnson. Johnson was getting hell of aggressive these last couple games. He got a couple on sportsman likes. He plays hard. I... It's weird because Deontay Johnson, and I understand it, and I'm just going to go on a quick rant here before I end the show. <clears throat> Deontay Johnson already has a stigma with Steeler fans as being a quarterback that drops footballs. So if you drop footballs, Steeler fans want to look at any reason to get mad at the guy. You get tackled trying to make a play to get a first down where you maybe didn't take the right angle that you could see on television and get tackled. Oh, he's such an idiot. Got a penalty after getting that first down. What an idiot. Well, that was the one he got the first down off of when he had to weave between three guys between him and the sticks. Got that first down, then got the penalty, but it still counted as a first down. They still continued that drive, even past that penalty. That's the stuff that he gets knocked on. Any negative that happens to that guy, that's all you think about. It happens with uh, Chris Kamea-Toe as well. Every time he did anything wrong, everybody keeps piling on him. And that's what you guys will still do with Deontay Johnson. I see the value in the man. The league saw the value in the man to make him a Pro Bowl or two years ago. Deserved it. But definitely a good player. Borderline great. Borderline great player. <clears throat> What's that, Trout Buddy? You know what? I can't understand. Why the hell are there not more teams using two quarterbacks in the same trick plays? I would add a few plays with two quarterbacks to the book confuse the opponent. Sometimes they do. Usually it's just to run the, uh, the Wildcat and the... The quarterback goes out a wide receiver. And that is honestly, you're allowed to hit that quarterback as hard as you want when they're lined up at a wide receiver. And honestly, I wanted to put our um, linebacker on the quarterback anytime they split out, have whoever was that corner can go back and play safety behind it or blitz. And then just have our have James Harrison wreck that quarterback. That's what I wanted to see. Because you start doing that a couple times, They'll stop putting a quarterback on the edge because you get a free shot at them. 
We just never took the free shots. Always a win because backup quarterback gets some playtime. Definitely. Tight end with a second round pick, a possibility. Change the dynamics on offense. Yes, we talked about that on the show too, Man of Steel. Um, and, and that's an outlier where the Steelers, if they want to change their offense to be more like the Ravens, more rushing attack, get a better blocking back, our tight end in here with, uh, now that we got Gentry back, he's an incredible blocking back. Love Moose all around ability. But that means we, we're going to change and be more of a rushing team if we draft a tight end early. I hope you always like Johnson. Just got to get more touch. Yeah, any any more than zero is going to be more touchdowns. <laughs> what corner do you want most out of this draft? Gonzalez. Gonzalez is my guy. If we can get Gonzalez, he's it. Otherwise, you know, Joey Porter Jr. I like. I like Witherspoon. I like Banks. I, I even like Mingo in the second round. Like We've got some good players, good corners in this draft. I think Mingo probably would have been on par with the first rounders during that that draft when we ended up getting like Eli Apple going in the first and, and Burns going in the first. This is a much better draft for corners. Yeah, and I would love Addison at 32 if he's there because it seems like college quarterbacks and wide receivers are killing it together. Honestly, Burrow and Chase duo, Tua and Waddle. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice story, but it doesn't always work. Should we draft Stetson Bennett late round for depth? I have no idea who Stetson Bennett is. <laughs> I don't know every player in college. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie to you and pretend that I do. No idea. Sorry. <laughs> if you give me a school and his position, I might help. Uh, yeah, Johnson's still a different receiver compared to other wideouts for sure. Calvin Austin III was electric in college, so I can't wait to see him play. Yeah, I've been waiting a year. Still waiting. Can't wait, honestly. I'm very excited to see what he's about. Me too. I am too. I really want, I, I wish him the best. I want him to play. He's small and quick. And hopefully he can play. Georgia's quarterback. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we're definitely taking a quarterback late in this draft. I know we've been um, linked to a couple of them. We, we're starting to bring in like a Purdue quarterbacks might be there. Um, USC's quarterback might be there. I'm trying to think of who else we were looking at. Um, the guy from Houston. I know we liked him. Is that Taco or is Taco the wide receiver? But we were looking at him as well. Stetson Bennett is the oldest college quarterback I've seen in a while. I feel like he's been in Georgia forever <laughs> and they can't, and that's not going to hurt you. Like you can take a, a quarterback that's like 25, 26, if he's just going to be a backup. I'm all for that. Absolutely all for that. Well, guys, that's all the time we got on the show. Please like subscribe, follow me at SN striker on Instagram, on tickety talk on Tweety tweets. I'm all over the place. Usually I try, I try to post when I get so busy with work, I don't post though. And I apologize for that. And I've been insane with work, but love having these shows, love getting to take a break and talk Steelers for an hour plus with you guys. So thank you for that. Love you guys. Come over to SteelerNation.com, read all our great stuff. Come over to the football forum where we have awesome conversations. We talk about draft all the time, guys. You guys are asking all these draft questions. That is the place to do it. SteelerNation.com. Click on the forum button. Subscribe to the football forum. It is free. We talk draft all the time over there. That's how I get good about talking about the draft because I read all the threads over there about the drafts and I do some mock drafts with them as well and have some fun. Um, so go, please go over there as well. Follow Steeler Nation on Instagram at Steeler Nation um, com and Facebook at Steeler Nation com on Twitter at Steeler Nation. Follow me at SN Striker. Spell with a Y. Why? Because I love the Steelers. And that's the way we do it. That's all the time I got here on the show, guys. Always great live. Thanks, Hunch. 
Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate that too. The hundreds too, man. One and only. You guys have been great and active and love the show. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Even a blackout, always a win-win because backup quarterback gets some play time. Even Warren is a great blocker with his size. That is true. Warren is a great blocker. Shame on you. How dare you count? You know a few thousand players. Right, right. How, how do I not know every single player in college football? I don't even watch college football anymore, guys. The politics have taken me out of it. I was a Penn State fan. I stopped watching after 94 when they didn't let us share a championship being undefeated and way better than better than that Nebraska team of felons that they ended up giving awarding a championship to. That's why I stopped watching college football. And I did it on morals, but we'll see. What do you think about Matt Canada? That's a whole show. Go back, go over to SteelerNation.com, click on the podcast button, click on the Matt Canada podcast. You'll know exactly what I think about Matt Canada. <laughs> Have a good night, Lee. Uh, Jevy as well. Javi, I appreciate you being on the show. Um, this year will be the first time I see the podcast. Nice. And for the draft. Draft is fun, guys. Honestly. Honestly, put it on your calendar for the draft, guys. Steeler Nation. Over on YouTube slash Steeler Nation. That's where we're going to be for the entire draft. Love you guys. See you then. Until then, I'll be rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers!